Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 9 of Being a Coach Podcast. I am your host, Coach E, and today's show, I'll be talking to a very good friend of mine who's been in the coaching business, man, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, he, he also worked with my daughter, Troy. He coached her, and he was her trainer for a little while. So could everyone please welcome Coach Clarence Fields to the podcast today. Coach Fields, how are you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm amazing, man. I appreciate uh, you calling, man, and uh, giving me the opportunity to talk with, with you and your audience um, during these crazy and wild times, man. It's nice to be able to fall back on some nice memories, and and uh, I definitely have some nice memories of you and your family and Troy. And, um, it's just such a blessing to know you guys. Yes, sir. Likewise, man. I see you got your hands full with them two young boys of yours, man. <laughs> and man, look, look, look. It's so it's so full, and that's kind of why I'm thankful for um, you know, as unfortunate as, as unfortunate as these times are, that's why I'm so thankful for them as well because I'm working from home now, and uh, we pulled them from daycare. So you know, there's a part of the day actually a couple parts of the day for five and four-year-olds, um, you know, when they're not learning that, you know, it's recess. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've been going to the park, man, um, and the basketball, of course, the playground equipment you can't get on, but, you know, the coronavirus, I guess, is not um, affecting half-court basketball on the playground as much, especially if you're just playing with your kids, man. So I've just been really been able to uh, – take them out there and just teach them how to play a game without a referee and a coach, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So it's been really yeah. cool, man, just to see them, um, you know, thrive and, uh, and and grow, man. It's just such a blessing to be a father. Yes, sir. I agree with you 100%. Well, Coach, man, if, if you're ready, man, we can um, get this Q&A going and we can let our listeners hear your views on a couple of things. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, real quickly, Terrence, can you give our visitors um, or listeners um, some quick background information on yourself? Absolutely. Uh, born and raised in Pineville, Louisiana. Uh, there's a there's a rock in the, in, in the National Cemetery in Pineville that symbolizes the exact center of the state, you know, so you can kind of get an idea of where that is. Um, played high school basketball, high school baseball um, at Pineville High School. Ran a little track as well, but then I went on to play college basketball for a couple of years at uh, Division One McNeese State University. Um, okay. um, finished up there. Well, didn't finish up there, but then moved on to uh, play some semi-pro arena football from about 2000 to 2003 um, without any high school or college experience. Um, and then moved over to um, Austin, Texas um, in 2003. I uh, started to uh, – I got into personal training, and one day a lady walked up to me and asked me uh, if I if I knew anyone that could coach her son's 12-year-old team. And I, I said, well, man, I don't really know anybody. I'll, let me let me just kind of think about it. And it took me about 30 minutes to realize that that, that person was me. And uh, <laughs> so, so I, went I went back up to her, man, and uh, – I was like, ma'am, I think I think I could probably do that, and that was a, that was in 2003, man. And um, I can remember, you know, I coached, I was personal training at at the Hills Country Club out there in Austin, Texas, and and uh, you know, one of my adult, you know, fitness clients, was like, hey, you know, would you work with my, you know, kid? And so 
in the midst of working with that team uh, that I was uh, blessed to, to be offered to work with by, by the lady that I met at first, I, you know, one kid turned into two, two turned into three, and then, you know, I was out of the I was like, I don't need to be in adult fitness. Adult fitness, excuse me. You know, this is where my my passion lies. And so, um, okay. From then, man, I started, uh, you know, training kids, and, uh, and then it went to teams, and and now I work for, you know, a company called Trusted Coaches. You know, fifteen, sixteen, what, sixteen? Yeah, seventeen years later, and okay. now I work with with organizations, um, you know, youth sports organizations. So. Been a okay. been a been a been quite the journey, man. So yeah, super blessed and to be able to work in youth sports and in your area of passion. You know, I mean, it's just uh, nothing better. Yes, sir. Uh, I understand that um, your dad is actually the mayor of Pieville. Is that true? Um, and how was that? Yep. Um, and how was that growing up with your dad as being the mayor? Um, it was it was pretty cool. He he was appointed mayor after serving on the city council uh, for two years in 1999. I think uh, maybe almost 2000. Okay. And so, you know, just here, excuse me, just here last year, well, no, about what, four, four months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, he was elected into the uh, Louisiana political hall of fame. Yeah. I saw that um, on Facebook. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow, man. Just so super, super cool, you know, to have, you know, a dad that, you know, was a super stand-up guy, and and I always I always looked at him and looked at him as uh, an elected official and okay. not a politician. Yes, it's sir. A big yes, sir. It's a big yeah, difference. It is. So, it's a it is. So, so yeah, my dad was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, to have dad uh, being the mayor, and uh, yeah, and he was also a really good athlete back in the day, and there was a coach actually. So when I was about three weeks old, um, I was in a car seat at a softball field because my dad coached competitive softball. So my mom played um, for him, and there was probably another 15 ladies, and they were all between the ages of like 8 and 17 and probably 30 or so. And so they, they did that. You know, they played they played softball on, on a travel circuit, you know, a competitive tournament circuit, you know, when I was three weeks old, you know what I'm saying? So it was cool to see him, you know, leave. Okay. Um, you know, those ladies and the way that he did and the way that he coached and it just really, you mm-hmm. know, transferred right over into um, you know, his ability to be the mayor and, and do a really good job. Okay. Yes, that's pretty cool, man. And like you stated earlier in your in giving us some information on your on your background about this lady approached you about coaching her twelve year old kid. So mm-hmm. is that what expire inspires you to get into coaching and and why have you stayed in it and still working with young people for so long great question man that that was actually it um you okay know, at that point yeah that was actually it because at that point you know i had i had played college basketball and was out of it you know for a couple of years um and then you know like i said i, I started just lo and behold started playing around football and to meet to meet her Lisa Bradley was her name um, in 2003, and have her ask me that, and then I was like, well, I don't even know, you know, if, if if I know anybody, then I had to think about it, and it just, <laughs> and man, it just, it just, uh, it just came out of me, and um, I have just never put down, um, you know, the the desire to not work with kids. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and, and, it's a beautiful thing. 
it's a beautiful thing and even you know it's lended lended into uh you know me being a better dad because i had yeah. kids you know a little late at five and four so you know I, I i get a chance to use all the experience that i that i you know obtained through my initial years of coaching up until now man to, to work with my kids and it just gives me more uh, even more perspective on you know how kids work how kids operate you know and at the end of the day I always, I'm always trying to recreate my youth sports or athletic experience in the neighborhood. Yes, for the for the kids that I work with, like I I think that, and that's why these times are so 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 crucial because, you know, there's no organized sports going on right now. Right, as we all know. And so the yes, question is, is how how are kids <laughs> developing now? I'm gonna tell right. you something. When when sports come back, especially especially basketball and all the other sports will too, and it's gonna be it's gonna be ultra competitive in a good way. Because everybody's just working right now. Just raw, yeah. bare, working, organic, like you can't go pay for no trainer. It's just you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and whether and, and so it it should be interesting to see um, and I think, generally speaking, everybody is going to get better. Um, yeah. You know, either you know, the elite kids will, you know, will be better, and then some kids. Yeah, it, it should be, it should be pretty cool, man. So I, I really, I, I just try to. Um, this is, like I said, this is something as we get into talking about AAU and that kind of thing. I mean, I, like I said, it's unfortunate that we're going through these times um, because a lot of people are, are being affected um, by this. But this, this is. It is. There's always good in being still. Yes, sir. And you, you know, and you, and you know what's crazy, man. Um, we met years ago. Um, I think my, my basketball team. We was playing against your team in um at a tournament at LBJ High School. And mm-hmm. then from that instance, and then to years later, you started working with Troy, um, coaching her. You was working with her. I think she was playing with um, Central Texas Heat, and then you started training her. I mean, it's crazy, and then since that point on, you and I have always kept in touch, been in, you know, been in touch and finding out, hey, what this going on, how this going. So it's been a beautiful thing, brother. Yeah. And and like I said, um, next question I have for you know, I believe in AAU grassroots basketball. I, I think it's yep. a positive, positive thing, but you do, and I feel like this today, you have a lot of these coaches and organizations who are not truly in it for the kids. You know, they're they looking for that meal ticket or they're looking to move on to the next level. Um, what is your opinion on that statement that I just made about what I feel like the coaches are today in the yep. club of the day? All right. So so here's the thing. So at the end of the day, at the AAU level, um, high school level, you know, really, really any level, I mean, if, you, if you really think about it, I mean, there, there's nothing that a coach – can really benefit from other than the feeling of, you know what I'm saying, doing what's right by by kids and, and, and providing them with um, the right opportunities. And so what I mean by that is, and I think, the, you know, the, the big reason why, you know, AAU or spring basketball, because there's not a lot of AAU going on collectively. It's about, what, 3%, which is, you know, kind of the, you know, upper – upper echelon of athletes that's playing 
AAU, if you're not doing that, you're playing on some circuit. <laughs> That's not even AAU, right? But at right. The end of the day, at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing that's missing is a curriculum. Okay. You know, there, there's when you look at an AAU program or a club basketball program. Let's talk about the word club. Club, yes. Okay. Okay. Because I, because I just, I, we, we, we are just, we're creating a, a, a club program, um, but it's built off of soccer principles. Okay. Okay. And soccer principles, like there's levels to it. Okay. And and there's it's and it's progression levels, right? So the the kids by the time they come into that soccer club at fourth grade, right? They their coaches. Are, are licensed to coach a certain way. Okay. So there's a process. So when you look at, you know, basketball club uh, in, 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 in America, right, one coach is teaching something different every single year. Right. Every, every year. So, like, there's no consistency in development. So if you're not like a great athlete that's playing on the EYBL or some Under Armour circuit or something like that, like you're really not going to get what you need to have a chance to really accomplish, you know, your goals of playing college basketball. That's what they are. Okay. Because there's just no system in place, you know, to support your, um, your progress, you know. And so that's why you see you know, a lot of kids um, and families switch teams from year to year. I mean, that, they, they kind of do it here, you know, more than, I mean, more than most places, I guess, with per capita in Minnesota, there's more youth sports happening than anywhere else in the country. It's, it's because it's, it's just crazy. Okay. But that's, that's my thing, you know, with, with AAU. I mean, like if, if, if we can get a system in place or if you are a club basketball program, like at least have, number one, your coaches go through some type of, you know, background check or concussion training or child safety training or something like that to like, because nobody background checks in AAU. Right. You know, so there's just no, there are no systems in place. Um, and that's why it's just kind of all over the place. And yes, it does have its place without, without question. Um, but I think, the, the misconception is I have to play AAU to play college basketball. Right. And I don't think that that is the case for everyone. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Now, Clarence, you know, I, I do a lot of reading, especially on, you know, social media and Twitter and all that stuff. And I hear or, or read so much where you have parents or bashing coaches about their kids not playing. Then you have coaches – bashing kids about switching from team to team. How or why do you think that dynamic is like it is now versus when you and I was coaching? Because we didn't really have all of that stuff. We didn't really have social media yeah. and, and stuff like this. So what do you think changed that dynamic where everybody just going on letting the whole world that so-and-so is a butthole or this kid is this and that? How, how do we evolve into that? Well, I think, um, I mean, it's just technology. I mean, there's opportunities to post stuff and, you know, broadcast information. You know, I'm, I'm amazed that, um, I mean, everybody has their own, you know, personal issues going on. But, you know, 
uh, I'm just amazed at <laughs> some of the stuff people post. I like, know, right? <laughs> that should be nobody's business. <laughs> right. So I'm not shocked, you know what I mean, um, that, you know, these types of things happen, you know, because here's the thing, you know, you have to ask you have to ask the other question too, you know, like here in Minnesota, um, you know, I also work for the Minnesota Youth Athletic Services and, and we're the largest, you know, multi sport organization in the state. So we run like three hundred and three hundred tournaments a year across basketball, baseball, um, wrestling and we and we do one large swim meet every okay. year. But you know, but here's the thing. When kids have so many opportunities to play, mm-hmm. okay. That means parents get so many opportunities and coaches get so many opportunities to have issues because of all of the games that they're playing. And so the point that I'm trying to make is, like, right now, there's none of that going on. Okay? The only thing that's going on right now is work. Like, kids working right now. Right. They're they, they trying to figure out they're in their garage. You know, now some are kind of going out to the park here because the weather's getting nicer. But, like, for the most part, this has been a good thing. Kids are working. So the point that I'm trying to make, when things come back mm-hmm. and, 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 and your tournaments start to, you know, crank up again and the circuits and yada, 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 it ain't going to be as much of that anymore. Okay. Because I believe, I believe that it's going to be clear cut as to who has gotten better and who is not. Yeah, that's, that is and true. That, and, and that's where all of your friction, you know, comes from, because at the end of the day, if you're just, I mean, if you're playing just a bunch of games, and I coached travel basketball, we call it travel basketball here in the wintertime, about three years ago, I coached a girls' sixth grade team. We played in a five-month span. We played 48 games and practiced 36 times. Wow. 48 games and practiced 36 times. We took we took 48 tests and we only studied 36 times. Right. Yeah, that's a lot, okay. man. Mm-hmm. And so and so now and so now like if you're not getting, you know, the right amount of practice or the right amount of study time and then you're put out on the on a basketball floor to perform and you've got people who have paid a fee to play and you have no, 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 clearly nobody has practiced enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're going to play. you got parents, and rightfully so, they paid the money. Their perception is, is not the reality of the situation. And, right. yes, they get to moan and groan and be upset about playing time when, you know, it's supposed to be about, hey, life skills, taught through sports, you know, like if you don't get the job done, you're probably not going to get as many opportunities to try to get the job done as someone who's getting the job done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think yes, I think just the, the nature of, uh, you know, the amount of, of play, organized play, and that's referee, fans, and here's the deal with that. I mean, you have referees and fans all the time. Okay. That definitely needs to be there some of the time. But when you have it all the time, like yeah. when you make a mistake and you're a sixth, seventh, eighth grade kid, fourth, fifth, whatever the, whatever the grade is, and that whistle blows and you're the one who made the mistake, 
Right. Like there's so much judgment passed down on you at that moment. Right. And so in a in a non organized, you know, setup, guess what? You get to do it over and over and over and over again and not be judged. Right. And that's practice. Right. Right. And you do that and then once you go play in a game, right, I mean you you're you're weathered for that storm. Yes, so sir. I think that, I think that's kind of generally, you know, uh, coach, where where all of the confusion comes from, um, mm-hmm. you know, with parents being upset with coaches and coaches being upset because you know kids are leaving and 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 because there's just no process. Right. Exactly. And, and that's to make a big difference. Oh man, like 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 USA hockey, right? So my 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 couple of my kids are in the hockey. So USA hockey is the national governing body for hockey, just like USA Basketball is, unofficially. But with USA Hockey, if you coach youth hockey, no matter where you are inside the continental United States, you have to, number one, have a background check, concussion training, child abuse awareness training, and you have to go through their, their ADM model, which is the American Development Model. Okay. It's a system that teaches, you know, how to set up your practice, fundamentals. Here's what, you know, because in hockey it's like you got breakouts, um, you got, you know, just basic terminology just like you have in basketball, but you have to, as a hockey coach, youth hockey coach, go through the class or you can't coach. Right. So, you know, that's, you know, that's something that may be just wishful thinking on the basketball side, but. I mean, with the amount of kids that we have playing basketball here um, in, in the United States of America, there's no reason why, um, you know, all of those kids shouldn't have, you know, a baseline, you know, foundation, um, you know, s- system to have an opportunity to get better. And, yes, and you just don't have that, you know, with uh, the multiple programs that you can go play for that are, you know, doing whatever yeah. they're doing. Right. Yeah. So that's my okay. take on it, man. All right. Clarence, I, I, I'm I'm big on what coaches were for me that you have to make an impact beyond sports. And I made mm-hmm. this statement that if you have been a coach for 10, 15 years, and, and in that process you're going to come across hundreds of kids. And right. if your kids don't reach out to you some 20 years later after they plan days, I feel like you failed to make that positive impact in my life. Would you agree with that statement or would you disagree with that? Yeah, I think, I think there's some merit to that. Um, you know, as I think, you know, as I think about it, you know, I've got a, I've got a few kids um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a hundred percent of the kids, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that reach back out, you know what I mean? But like, I got a few kids, man, that uh, <clears throat> definitely keep in contact and, you know, the relationship, you know, was deep you know, um, deeper with them and they kind of, you know, got it, you know, a little bit better or whatever the case may be than most. But yeah, I think it's important, man, to, uh, to leave an impact. I mean, that's what you're doing it for. Um, right. and, and no other reason. I mean, that's why I was saying earlier, you know, you know, a coach's job is, is just pretty simple. It's just to, to make kids better, you know, and, and leave a long lasting impact. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. You know, um, there should be, uh, some con- some connectivity, you know, through the relationship that was built, you know, over the years, you know, if you're in it for the right reasons. 
Yes, sir. I agree with you 100%. And, and Clarence, can you tell us what is Trusted Coaches? What, is, what, is y'all, what do y'all do? Yeah, so Trusted Coaches is uh, it's a nonprofit. Um, we're based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, we are uh, the educational foundation of Youth Sports Association. So we have about 400 organizations that use our platform to have their coaches' background checked, um, their concussion training done, uh, child abuse awareness training. We also have a first aid component. It's all online. Um, So, for instance, if you've got a 1,000 coaches in your program, somebody's got to track and keep up with all of their their certifications and and, and screening. So our system does that online. We also have some, uh, some educational products. Um, for coach development, uh, both character development and also, um, you know, coaches um, um, training like, you know, uh, practice plans and that kind of thing. So a really robust um, platform, and we're continuing to add to it. We just launched um, our uh, complete basketball player training program. It's up online now live that you can go and check out. Um, This weekend we're doing – um, a couple of Facebook live sessions. So if you go to www.trustedcoaches.org um, okay. or follow us on Facebook, um, you can get some free sessions this weekend. So, um, yeah, so that's what that's what Trusted Coaches is all about. Okay. And, uh, that's all I got. Okay. Now, my last question I got for you, um, Coach, is in your opinion – what does being a coach mean to you, in your opinion? I think you know the biggest the biggest thing is 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 being a, a developer of the person. You know, um, okay. you know, I think there's just some certain guidelines, um, you know, that you follow. You know, with being involved in sports in general, you know, that you learn as a player, and, and it's you know discipline and respect. Okay. Um, you know, being a good teammate. You know, and, and be willing, you know, to do the things that 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 nobody is willing to do. Um, okay. You know, so I, I think um, there's been times where, you know, I've had to, you know, give a kid a ride or buy a meal or, or heck, I've had you know a couple of kids, you know, that had to you know stay with me, um, you know, and me be more of a father figure to them. So I, I think it's just, you know, the ability to be versatile you know, and, and just nurture um, and, and care for, you know, kids, you know, as far as the development is concerned and, uh, and trying to help them reach, you know, their goals um, okay. is, is, is what I think. All right. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful, man. Um, well, this is going to conclude our interview today with Coach Fields. Um, Coach, do you have any last words you would like to say before we end this conversation, sir? Yeah, uh, um, everybody just make sure that you, um, you know, stay safe and healthy during these crazy and wild times. Uh, You know, adhere to um, your local, state, you know, and federal government um, suggestions with with regards to um, getting through this coronavirus. And I I really do believe, um, you know, that it's it's a godsend, you know, from the from the standpoint of is making us be still, you know, and really appreciate some of the things that I think have gotten away from us. And I think we're all going to come out uh, a much better society 
um, and unfortunately, you know, uh, some won't, you know, be able to come out with us. But uh, but I think it's going to be be a good thing for us. So just stay safe and healthy, and um, I appreciate the time, Coach. I do too, man. So everybody, um, good luck to everybody who's making a positive impact on our young men and women, and uh, continue success. God bless um, everyone, and thank you for coming on today, Clarence. And this is Coach E, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Um, episode 10 will be out then. Thank you. Have a good day, Clarence. Appreciate it, man. All right, bye-bye.